is up, nerds? And welcome back to your weekly dose of all that is pop culture nerdum with a movie review and some nerd news. That's right, it is now time for this week's edition of the 3FN Podcast. Of course, we are coming to you from the 8122 Production Studios at Dragon Master Games. I am your host, Rich, and the nerds are all here this week. Once again, starting off with the first of the two co-hosts, he, just this past week, invested his entire life savings into bringing back old school technologies in preparation for when the world goes to shit. Ladies and gentlemen, Ron. You got to do what you got to do. You got to be ahead of that curve. You are the ultimate prepper. I am. Because you are going to sell shit to the preppers. Yes. And then my goal is to steal shit from the other preppers so they have to buy that same shit from us. And Diesel's going to fuck their wives. <laughs> Goddamn straight. Speaking of which, the other co-host, the man that doesn't need an introduction, yet he has the longest introduction in all of podcasting. It's hashtag Big Natty Cool. Hashtag Mad Dog Strong Style. Hashtag Challenge Accepted. Hashtag Diesel Malenko. Because he's the man of a thousand and four hashtags. He is the leader of the Minnows Gang and is your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you to you, the man, the myth, and the legend, rolled into one jolly old ginger-bearded feller, Diesel. I can't wait for the world to go to shit. I got two pallets worth of Tamagotchis. <laughs> Holy shit. Holy shit. By the way, I think that deserves a... So y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife, and hide your husband because they're raping everybody out here. Nothing controversial about that, but it was just funny that way. Mm-hmm. With that being said, though, let's, let's start off how we normally do. Ron, how has been your week? But all right, can't complain too much. Work is work. Uh, we did not have our Wednesday group because unfortunately DM was out of town again. So our Friday group met, and I gave him a little, little like, hey guys, you know, just to help this along, you guys need to start thinking a little bit ahead of time. Like, like you, you, everybody waiting until I say it's your turn to go. Uh, 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 like you doing only one room at a time. We're gonna be in tomb of annihilation for like three years, <laughs> and I'm like, I know you guys are gonna get burned out. So let's keep moving. They actually did well. They actually went through and they actually solved the puzzles. I tried to kill them. Didn't work. <laughs> so, Ye old D&D come to Jesus yeah. moment. Yeah, so they, they did well and they're, they're, fall, they're falling into the trap, that the next trap, because they're finding the pieces to open the door. And they're like, oh, we got to get in there. I'm like, oh, this is going to be fun. So we'll see where it goes. I don't want to give it away just in case they listen. But it is a situation where they're going to have an issue so we'll see where that goes you know it's really strange that i never got into being into D and a dm because being an asshole to people is straight <laughs> up my alley it, it's it works like it, it, especially with tube annihilation but other than that everything's good uh i just got you know busy weekends coming up for the next few weeks so we'll see how everything goes diesel other than telling us about you trying to have us hide dead bodies how has your week been well sort of like ron's you know Sometimes you get burned out, and you can just call me Candle, because I'm getting burned out on both fucking ends right now. I usually call you the pig on the spit, but that's a whole other ballgame for a whole other day. <laughs> oh, it, it's been rough. Retail is rough. Actual job is rough. It is what it is. Could it be that you waited until you were 38 years old to try to take a job in retail? Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, me and Ron, who worked retail very early on, could have told you, no bueno. Yeah, yeah. No, no bueno, but you right never right. asked for our esteemed knowledge in the matter. Yeah. And now you pay for it. 
With that being said, though, uh, my week is uh, my week was actually fucking for once pretty basic because I got a huge month of August where I got to do a ton of shit. Uh, we didn't uh, we didn't do a movie this week. That's why the Three FM Movie Club review is uh, from the Patreon grab bag, if you will. Um, but yeah, I, I watched a lot of wrestling. GCW was on Friday, uh, WWE SummerSlam Saturday, and then Ric Flair's final match on Sunday. And uh, have you seen the pictures from that Diesel? Yes. Ron, have you seen the pictures? Yes, I saw them. Uh, I'm just going to tell you, I made a tweet at 3FN Podcast that said, this is the saddest thing I've ever seen. And it wasn't sad like, oh, man, I'm emotional because his his career's come to an end. No, I was pretty sure that I, I, I saw the, the Misawa of uh, Ric Flair, him yeah. dying in the ring. Yeah, uh, thankfully, he didn't. Thankfully, he didn't. As of right now, he's still with us. But uh, there was this one, at the end of the match, he was like, you know that stare that people when they're dying get because like, like it's like they're looking into the uh, the light and deciding yeah. if they want to go into the light. Ric Flair had that hardcore. Oh, I believe it. It was it was one of the scariest things I've ever fucking seen. Uh, the undercard was really good, but that. Uh, anyways, uh, if you want to hear more about that, six oh seven TWS anywhere where you get great podcasts. By the way, there's a good note for that. Uh, we are no longer going to be doing 607TWS on twitch.tv slash 607podcast for the near future. Uh, reason being is Monday was the only day we could do it currently. And with WWE getting better or threatening to get better, uh, we're not going to get the amount of people that we were getting before. So we decided, hey, we'll watch it. We'll just put it on in podcast form. So you'll still get it every Monday or late night Sunday. Just make sure you search 607TWS wherever you get great podcasts. And we are getting trying to get on every single podcast player. So if it's not on one that you're on, hit us up and we will rectify that. But it should be on most, if not all, major podcast providers. So check that out if you're a wrestling fan. Uh, with that being said, though, I think it's time that we take care of the opening business so we can jump right into this show because we got a big show planned for you. In the second half of this show, for the 3FN Movie Club pick, uh, one of our lovely patrons over on patreon.com slash 3FN podcast had picked, uh, you know, they all picked ones. We raffled them around. We drew them blindly. And this week we will be doing, since we didn't see a new movie, we will be going into that. And uh, we announced last week it will be Grandma's Boy. So we're going to be talking about that in the 3FN Movie Club review in the second half of the show. But in the first half, of course, we'll end the first half with Diesel's movie, Triple Stuff. He's got that box office. He's got those uh, upcoming films. And most importantly, this week's top three. And of course, we got the nerd news. We got some trailers and some directorial news from the world of Marvel and much more. But let's take care of that business side because opening plugs time. If you want all the information you can get about 3FN Podcast, it's simple. Go to 3FNPodcast.com. All the links are there. The link to the Tee Public Store, where you can buy some swag and help support the show. The link to Patreon. I just mentioned the Patreon page. You get a link for it right at 3FNPodcast.com. Also, the link to that Twitch channel is there as well. Not to mention, we have links to friends of the show, like the ODPH Podcast. Go visit them. There's also links to uh, places who support us and sponsor us. So we can bring you the show to you commercial free every week. Like Rex to Rod's Auto Detailing. Diesel, when they're ready to put the pride back in their ride, who do they call? 
607-644-3389. That's damn right. And of course, the people who provide us with the studio, Dragon Master Games. Make sure for all your Magic the Gathering and gaming needs, you visit them on the World Wide Web, DragonMasterGames.com. And last but not certainly not least, our good friends over at Sci-Fi Horror Fest, which goes down this month, August 26th and 27th in Vernon, New York, at the Vernon Downs Casino. Make sure for all ticket information and guest information and everything else going on, you visit them on the web, Sci-Fi Horror Fest. Of course, the link is on the website as well. Not to mention, we have a musical section with a musical directory for the bands who provide us with their music. Of course, bands like the band that does our opening theme song that right that's right it's shout at the robots check them out and all the other musical guests right then and there so it's your one-stop shop 3fnpodcast.com that's right get it get it caribbean mario you know i want often wonder what would happen if mario was in the caribbean and not from new york <laughs> um, um yeah. he probably wouldn't have chased after that princess yeah <laughs> Now, I got to ask you a question, Diesel, and this one is going to be more, this is a teaser for when you're doing Dr. Derek gimmick. Do you think Mario was a cuck? Yes, 100%. I think it was a long-standing thing that they were in a thruple, and they role-played where Mario was the savior and Bowser was the dominant who did what he needed to do to Princess Peach. So does that mean all of us who enjoyed those games were voyeurs? Yes. Damn it. I'm yeah. becoming more depressed. Does that bother you at all? Diesel? Oh, not at all. <laughs> what do you think he's I'm like, going to... He's like, later on, I would pay for this. <laughs> later on, I'm going like, to get a batch off to this. hi <laughs> And then you have to add in all the weird stuff, because remember Princess Peach was with Luigi at one point? And then there was the other princess that came in? Like, the fucking lore of Mario is fucking all over the place. Dude, if you're going to share with a shelled beast, you're going to share with your brother, too. Yeah, good points. <laughs> but I, I like to think of my Mario as hung like... Uh, a former porn star who no longer can do anything because he's in prison. <laughs> we know the porn star I'm talking about. Oh, you did actually have to go to prison? You did oh, go to prison. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, for boy. a good long time. I didn't pay attention. Long that time. Uh, not, as, nah, not as long as R. Kelly, but still pretty long. <laughs> uh, with that being said, though, we have a lot to talk about. Let's dive into this week's edition of... news bing bang boom bing bang boom i love it i love it I, I love when you started doing that it makes me happy it makes my soul happy you know what else makes my soul happy diesel star wars star wars i mean i can be disappointed by it sometimes but just like any love in your life it can disappoint you it can let you down but you still love it unconditionally and uh, we got a, a nice little present for us Star Wars fans as today, as we record today, which was Monday, and you know we record on Mondays, August the 1st, 2022, we got the first real official trailer for Star Wars Andor. I know this is something you, Diesel, have been waiting for because you are a big uh, Diego Luna fan. Uh, so, uh, how, how are you feeling about the trailer for Andor? So, the trailer for Andor actually looks really good. The teaser really didn't do much for me. This one, where they're giving up some of more information, this is the, the birth of the revolution, of the rebels. I'm super excited. I'm hoping there's some live-action tie-in to the series Rebels. Just one scene on Lothal will make me super happy. Maybe seeing Hera. I think it'll be great. Um... I, I did the joke in the chat, though, today. I was like, when did Star Wars get so political? 
Yeah. <laughs> well, remember, that was going around the internet oh, yeah. for a while, because there is idiots who are like, hey, I like my Star Wars when it wasn't political. I'm like, it's always, always been. been political. The whole point of Star Wars was political. The entire reason that uh, it's an allegory. Yeah. The whole thing. And, Believe it or not. <laughs> and we get the uh, confirmation that we get the on-screen return of Forrest Whitaker. Yes. Which yes. makes me super happy. That so. was what really excited me about this. Yeah. I agree with you there. Uh, Ron, what do you think? Uh, definitely the story that I didn't know I wanted. I'm not going to lie. Like I was like, okay, whatever. Didn't really care. I saw this trailer. I'm like, ooh, yeah. I'm I'm kind of all in on this one again. I'm like, they got me. They hooked me. Like yep. I was, I, It was the one thing I was like, eh, whatever. I'll watch it, obviously. I don't care. And I got this, and I'm like, definitely seeing Forrest Whitaker show up. I'm like, oh, and he's not acting crazy. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. Oh. I forget the character's name in yeah. the universe, but... His backstory is tragic. Like, his yeah. sister dies. She was, like, the better revolutionary. Yeah. And he just goes off the deep end. But yeah, this, this is, looks really good. Like, the teaser, I was the same, but I'm like, eh. It, yeah. it, it, Star Wars, I'll watch it. This one has me amped. I cannot wait till this yeah. comes out. No, I'm all in. I'm, I'm ready. I can't wait to see this. Could you say you're filling the cup? Oh. The proverbial cup? Oh, the cup's been filled. <laughs> By the way, uh, just so you do know, uh, the Forrest Whitaker character is Saw Guerrero. Yes. That's right. Uh, just so you know. Uh, but with that being said, all I got to say about the, uh, you know what? I'm not even going to say it. I'm going to let Big Dave take care of it. Give me what I want. That's right. Big Dave knows. So shouldn't you. I cannot wait for this. This is going to be awesome. Uh, it did get pushed back a slight bit. Not a lot. It was only a few weeks. Uh, so now it will be hitting Disney Plus on September 21st, 2022. And even better, three episodes will debut on September 21st. It is a 12-episode run, so uh, it'll go nine weeks after that, yep. roughly. So 12 episodes starting September 21st with the first three episodes of Andor. I cannot wait. I, this is going to be one of those shows that uh, I was a big Rogue One fan. So I wanted to see some more from that universe. Obviously, the ending of that movie means we don't get anything <laughs> after. <laughs> but we could get before, and I'm glad that we're going back to that. And now listen. Diego Luna could be on the list. Oh, yeah. Could end up on the list of my man crush of the year. It's going to be very hard to knock off Alexander Skarsgård this year, in my, for me. But he's going to be on the list. I promise you that. I don't know. The other Skarsgård and Barbarian might do it. <laughs> you, th you think so? I don't no. know. I don't know. I, I don't even think you're going to watch Barbarian. I might because I think I'm so annoyed by that trailer that I might actually go see it. <laughs> do, do you think that that? Do you think that you're starting to finally fall in love with horror movies? I, I got to ask you that because I've been getting questions lately because you've been going to a, a few of them <laughs> with us. So uh, is that is that something that's happening? You're embracing your fear? Not really. It's just some of them like the ones I've seen are like nope. Firestar. There's no like actual horror movies I've actually gone to see. I mean, we did go see Black Phone. Uh, Black phone. And it was like a thriller, yeah. but it was yeah. it was it was it was still kind of scary yeah. for you. It would definitely be scary. Uh, you wanted to play Naughty Boy. Oh, I always want to play Naughty Boy. Um, I I think it's the non supernatural stuff. We granted Black Phone had some supernatural aspects to it, but it wasn't like the like it wasn't a Freddy, it wasn't a Jason, it wasn't a Michael Myers, it wasn't a Chucky. I think I with those ones I can deal with. Okay, I like it. I dig it. I can dig it, man. I just was asking because there was a couple people asking me <laughs> if you are now turning to the horror side. I said, oh, no, maybe. He's he's definitely offered to go see some extra ones. Mind you, I agree with you. None of them have been the ones that really freak you out, yeah. but you have been going to see more, so I kudos to you on that, sir. 
Uh, let's go on to another big, huge trailer that we got to see this week. As uh, this past Wednesday, Prime Video released the trailer for Sylvester Stallone's Samaritan, which is a feature film where he plays a retired superhero trying to keep his, hidden, his identity hidden from the public eye. The film is directed by Overlord Helmer, Julius Avery, based on a script from a committee of writers including Bradgy F. Shoot, Mark L. Smith, Zach Penn, and Chuck McLean. Uh, this is going to be coming to Prime Video on August 26th. I guarantee we will be reviewing this, whether it'll either be for the 3FN Movie Club review that week, or if there's multiple things, it might even be one of those bonus reviews that we're doing. Since this upcoming week, we got three. How are you guys feeling about Samaritan Diesel? I know you got to see the trailer. How are you liking it? The trailer looks interesting. I'm very wary on this one, though. Um, I, I still... I know people love Amazon Prime. I still have not embraced Amazon Prime's original content myself. So I'm kind of hesitant. Um, and the last time a movie like this was sort of made, I was hurt. Hancock sucked. True. And I'm kind of like, I'm getting almost steel vibes from this. There's a little steel there. I'll give you credit. There's a little steel there. I will say this. Uh, Prime Video things have been hit or miss to me, and the things that they don't continue always baffle me. Uh, giving you an example, I love the series Hunters. Yep. Uh, that was very good. If you haven't yeah. seen it, check it out. But they only have one season. They set themselves up with a great ending cliffhanger to have another fucking season. Yep. And here we are years later. And I understand pandemic. Give it time, maybe. But still, it was a very tremendous show. And then there's stuff like Man in High Castle, which at first when I was watching, I thought it was very good. And then all of a sudden, they enter, they introduce time travel and uh, other dimensions and yeah, shit. And I'm like, okay, never mind. I'm out. That's why my mom got out of that, too, because yeah. she, she's... You know, it was like, oh, you need to watch this. Okay. And then she and she was like, already, what, season three or something? Mm -hmm. And then she's like, oh, never mind. There's like time travel and different dimensions and shit. And I'm like, uh, yeah. Which is weird because in the first part of season one, you find out towards the end of season one about the time travel stuff. Yeah. But like, you're sitting there going like, man, it's like a really good alternate universe where the Axis powers win World War II. So the United States is devied up between Japan and uh, Germany. Germany. And it, it's, it's actually a decent movie. It's like a decent show. And then when they start entering time travel and you're like, fuck. We could have just stuck to that being a decent show and people trying to take shit back, and I would have liked it a lot more. Uh, I know you didn't get a chance to see the trailer, no, uh, Ron, which is fine. I'm going to read you the synopsis. This yes. synopsis does come to us from Prime, and then maybe get an opinion yeah. from this from you, okay? 13-year-old Sam Cleary, played by Javon Wana Walton, suspects that he is a mysterious and reclusive neighbor, Mr. Smith, Sylvester Stallone, is actually a legend hiding in plain sight. 25 years ago, Granite City's super-powered vigilante, Samaritan, was reported dead after a fiery warehouse battle with his rival, Nemesis. Most believe Samaritan perished in the fire, but some in the city, like Sam, have hoped that he is still alive. With crime on the rise and the city on the brink of chaos, Sam makes it his mission to coax his neighbor out of hiding to save the city from ruin. Okay. Very basic. Yes. Like yeah. Mr. Smith and Nemesis, Samaritan. Yeah. Uh, but you know what though? I I when you, I saw the trailer, I thought this was be decent enough. It's either going to be a fucking shit show and it'll be fun to bust on, or it's going to be good. Yeah. yeah. Either way, I'm happy. We're partying. This is our kind of film, guys. Yeah. So it will either be a three FN movie club review movie because I did not look that far in the future, or it will be a bonus. Either way, we're going to bring you a review of this film. Yeah. One way it's Meteor Man in 1993. Another way, it's Meteor Man in 2022. Hi-oh. <laughs> By the way, D's going to give it to you. He's going to give it to you. See, that's what I should rip off. <laughs> Wait till the second half of the, uh, the, the show, and you'll find out something that I did rip off. But uh, that could be next, Diesel. 
that could be next. Uh, so we got to talk Marvel casting news. Marvel news. They did not wait long <laughs> to no. drop some bombs on us about directing. Let's start with probably the biggest movie that they've casted so or that they've uh, casted a director for sorry so far and that would be Avengers the Kang Dynasty uh Dust uh Destin Daniel Creighton is going to take the helm of Avengers the Kang Dynasty how are you feeling about that decision Ron I'm fine with it I, I we'll see where it goes I, like we have very little information on what this movie's going to be so it being so far away I'm fine with it. Yes. Diesel, knowing that uh, that Dustin had uh, directed the uh, highly acclaimed, in our opinion, Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings movie, yeah. how are you feeling about his decision to become the director of Avengers the Kang Dynasty? So, yeah, we went into Shang-Chi like, not expecting a lot, and we were actually pleasantly blown away. If he keeps the same style that he did for that, because like, the directors like that do the... Avengers franchise. They keep their style from the movies that they've already done in the franchises. I think it can work, um, depending on where they go with this. Um, but I, I think the pacing and the tone of that movie was great. So I'm kind of looking forward to see what he does with the Avengers. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm excited for this. I thought that he did a great job with Shang Chi. I'm hoping that he's back for the, the sequel of Shang Chi as well, which we don't know when that's coming. I'm assuming it could be one of those lines in Phase Six that we did not get announced, since that's the only place it could be at this point, unless it's further out which is fine but uh I, I thought he did a very good job especially with a movie that none of us expected to yeah. be good yeah or expected anything from technically so it's cool that they gave the trigger to another young director yeah. for a big property uh next up there was three other movies announced that had directors and let's start with uh, marcella ali's blade will be directed by bossman Tariq. he uh directed mogul mowgli it's hard to say that. Yes. Uh, Captain America New World Order will be directed by Julius Onai. Uh, he directed Luce. And Jack Shearer from Paper Towns is directing Thunderbolts. Once again, Marvel. We all expected them after having Sam Raimi direct a film. We all expected Steven Spielberg to be on and all this happy jazz because we're going to get these big name directors now because we had a couple big name directors. Yeah. They went back to what's made them the most money. Smaller independent directors doing their first big budget films. I'm going to start with you, Ron. How are you feeling about these smaller directors getting these big opportunities? And it's worked for before for Marvel. Do you think it's going to work in the future? I think it's fine because it's going to, they because Kevin Feige has his idea and his plan, and he's going to be there to be like, look, this is what we have to do, and this is how we have to do it. We're giving you this to get you your stepping stone to move forward. It's fine. It's what Disney's been doing. It's and Marvel's been doing. Let, let's ride the coattails because I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah, every now and then you can throw in a big-name director, but, like, build these guys up. You're getting them on the cheap. You're getting their names out there. You're yeah. letting them have unique ideas, which has been every separate franchise in the MCU has its own tone and feel, which yeah. is the director's vision. I'm loving this, and I think it's great. I agree with you guys 100%. I love the fact that they keep going back to the well. Obviously, some of the uh, Phase 1 through 4 directors have gone on to have gigantic yeah. careers, but a lot of them were unknown at the time or, you know, a risk, if you will. Some of them were, there was some bigger ones. But now, you know, we had a couple movies that were directed fine by bigger name directors. Let's get back yeah. to, to, to those uh, smaller directors and see what they can do with these, these properties. Uh, there is one more piece of Marvel news that we do need to talk about. Of course, after finding out the official date for uh, the Fantastic Four at San Diego Comic-Con, of course, that's November 8th of 2024. Kevin Fahey talking to The Hollywood Reporter said this about the Fantastic Four reboot. 
A lot of people know this origin story. A lot of people know the basics. How do we take that and bring something that they've never seen before? Fahi added, we've set a very high bar for ourselves with bringing that to the screen. So he's confirming that this will not be an origin story of the Fantastic Four. Uh, it worked really well for Spider-Man. Diesel, how do you feel about no origin story for the Fantastic Four? Bullshit. I wanted the origin story. Waste an hour and 17 minutes doing the boring stuff. Then another 40 minutes on them learning their power. This is great news. Thank you, <laughs> Jesus. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. <laughs> I, I was kind of nervous where you were going with all of that. Oh, I just yeah. want to throw that out to you. This is one of the ones sort of like Spider-Man. We all know the story. Even if you don't know the story, you don't need to know the story. You can just do some monologue and be like, hey, when we're on that cosmic ship and we got bombarded with cosmic rays, this happened. Done over. Move on to the main story. Fight the mole man. Well, you, well, you know what I think they're going to do? That the the Fantastic Four has already happened, and they're actually in the negative verse right now. Could be negative zone, well, and then that's how they come back. So that's how you get around having the whole story. Yep. And uh, it'll probably be triggered in Black Panther. Could be. Uh, and that's my just my take. It's just from what I've read and seen. And then you know that brings in a nihilist, uh, and somebody else from. Well, kind of going to kill me. A nihilist is from the negative zone, and then there's one other, like even Galacticus or something. Yeah, that's fine. Well, yeah. On top of that, you know. There is anticipated at some point we're going to get Doctor Doom. So yeah. that's always a thing. Uh, next, in some fun news, because uh, we only got news. two stories left here in Nerd News this week, but in some fun news, we have more information on the on Weird, the Al Yankovic story. Remember, we talked about it a little while ago when the trailer came out. Daniel Radcliffe is playing Weird Al Yankovic in this biopic that was partially written by Weird Al Yankovic. Uh, we talked before that it was coming to the Roku channel. We just didn't know when. Now we have a date. November 4th, 2022. Weird, the Al Yankovic story hits the Roku channel. This is definitely going to be a movie we review. Uh, Diesel, are you marking this calendar and checking it twice? Yeah, where do I get Roku channel? <laughs> uh, you get it for free anywhere, but I have it on my nice. uh, Roku. So we can, we, we, we can make that happen, Diesel. Uh, yeah, I kind of wish this was on a bigger platform. Good for Roku for pulling this in. Hopefully they're a big enough platform where they can get the eyes deservedly so on this uh, movie. Because... Sounds really good. You got a great actor playing one of the greatest human beings to ever live. Yes. So I hope this gets seen by a lot of people. I, I agree with yeah. that, uh, Ron. Uh, I'm, I'm a solid Weird Al fan. Always have been. I think I have, have had every one of his albums on tape, and then collected them on CDs after that. That's how bad. And it, it's definitely worth a watch if you don't know Weird Al. Which what rock are you under? Because you've had to heard one of his parodies, if not more. You know, multiples. Yeah, this is definitely one of those stories you got to watch. Well, I, I just got to throw it out there. Too. The Roku channel is a pretty big channel. I mean, they do sell their TVs at Walmart. So a lot of people have Rokus and, and Roku televisions. So uh, this is going to be a big deal. That's why they're spending the money on it is because they want even more people to join the party, if you will. The streaming wars are real, people. We are going to end with a fan film. There is a fan film. It has been put out by Chromatic Phantom in association with our good friends over at Womp Stomp Films. And it is a TMNT Universe film. It is called Casey Jones Livewire. You can now find that for free on the Chromatic Phantom YouTube channel. Make sure you check it out. It looks pretty good. I did catch a little bit of a trailer for it. And it looks solid. I'm showing the guys pictures from the movie yeah. currently. And it looks solid for a live-action Casey Jones. Uh, I, I think we should all check it out. Are you looking forward to checking this out, Diesel? Yeah, I'm looking forward to checking this out. Um, I'm also, uh, in the same vein of things, saw the little 
trailer for the last Ronin that some fan did that was amazing. Ooh, that was beautiful. Yes. Um, keep doing this, people. Like, put out this content. Like, you guys are doing a great job. When we were doing this, like, what, two years ago with the Star Wars fan film? Yep. Like, a yeah, year ago Vader with Moon Knight one. Like, there are some great ideas out there from the fans. Like, and they don't get enough credit because most of the time when we talk about fans, it's a toxic fan community. This is the good stuff. This is the stuff I love to see. Absolutely, Ron. I just hope they have the scene from the car- from the eighties cartoon where he goes and applies for a job in his <laughs> in a suit and his mask and bag. Yeah, I was just hoping that uh, they would have recasted the guy that played Casey Jones in the live action movie. Yeah, <laughs> whatever uh, happened to him? I don't know, but it was pretty which, awesome. Well, which Casey Jones? Because uh, talking about the original, original. The, the first movie. Because it was, it was it was good shit. Stephen Such Amell shit, played him in eh. TMNT too. Such good shit, pal. Yeah. Is all I'm going to say about that one. Well, that's going to do it for this week's edition of the Nerd News. But don't don't fret your boat. We got more coming to you in the first half because now it's time for. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Welcome back to Diesel's movie Triple Stuff. Uh, kind of a quiet weekend uh, the box office. Uh, coming in at number five for its tenth week, Top Gun Maverick with another $8.2 million. It is the movie that won't die and keeps making all the money. Uh, five weeks on the list with another $10.9 million, Minions, The Rise of Gru. They love them Minions. Goddamn gentle Minions. Four weeks on the uh, list, Thor, Love and Thunder with another $13.1 million. I still think that's a fun-ass movie, so if yeah. you haven't seen it yet, go see it. Uh, we saw it twice last week. It's on second week now. Nope, with another $18.5 million. Good movie. Check it out. And then the big winner this week was an animated feature for the family, DC League of Super Pets, with $23 million. I feel like that's a lot lower than it should have been. Uh, I mean, I understand I, it's the summer and stuff, but summer numbers usually are high. Yeah, family but, movies. But Minions is still kicking in money. True. If, yeah. if Minions didn't take in that money, it would have been, uh, you know, people probably just went like, oh, we haven't gone to see Minions yet, so we'll go see that because everybody's going to go see Super Pets. And then next week it'll true. probably I, next true. week it'll probably be twenty million again. I heard it was actually really good. I bet it is. I got to go see it. Yeah, still. I, I, I'll probably end up seeing that movie. Diesel, what is upcoming in the box office though? Coming up this week, August fifth, Bullet Train, Bodies, 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 Easter Sunday, and I Love My Dad. Well, just so you guys know, next week for the Three FM Movie Club review, we will be doing Bullet Train. That is a Three FM Movie Club review. Also, we will be doing a special review for a movie not on there because it's not going to the theaters. Although, after seeing all the trailers, I wish it was in the theaters. Yeah. We'll be doing a review for Prey that you guys will also be getting. Patrons will get it first and everybody else will get it. And speaking of patrons getting something, we're going to be doing a third review this week. That's right. Count them. One, two, three reviews as we're going to be reviewing A24's Bodies, Bodies, Bodies as a Patreon exclusive. So if you're on patreon.com slash 3FN podcast for as little as $1 a month, you are going to get that review as well. If not, you will get to enjoy our review of Prey, which is a bonus uh, episode, which will come out probably before the 3FN podcast. And then also you will get uh, next week's 3FN movie club on the show proper bullet train. So there you go. Little show note for everybody. Little treats here in August for everybody's. With that being said, Diesel, I do believe it is now time for this week's top three this week's top three is your top three favorite seasonal or just not on the menu all the time fast food foods 
Yeah, this was a hard one for me. And that would be weird because I'm a fat guy. But I have, me and Ron talked about it in the pre-show, that we have like certain things we get places. And a lot of them are not on the list all the time. Or they're usually there normally. But here's the thing. Uh, so, uh, and in the past, I would have probably said like Shamrock Shake and McRib. But let's be honest, both of those fucking suck now. Yes, they do. They both fucking suck now. Yes. If When we were younger, they were way better. So... I'm now going to go with this. My number three, because I think that it's on the main menu for a lot of places, but locally it is not. It is from Sonic, and it is the Chili Frito Burrito. Ooh, yeah. They're delicious. They're not on the normal. They are back right now for summer, but they'll be off the menu again. I know some places carry them year-round, but here they don't, so that is on my list. Now, that's why it's only number three. It would be higher if not. Uh, my number two on this list was a, is one of the things I look forward to pass over every year on, and that is Arby's Fish Sandwich. Give me that fish sandwich. It's delicious. It's delicious. It's probably the best fish sandwich, with a close number two being Popeye's Fish Sandwich when they have it. Make it year-round. I wish there was. And my number one, from a place that's near and dear in my heart, Taco Bell, is the rolled chicken tacos. You don't understand how many times when <laughs> I was employed by the Bell... That that was my favorite thing to eat when it was uh, rolling through. So, roll chicken tacos, my number one. Ronald, what's your top three? Uh, number three is the roll chicken tacos. There you go. I just used to add them on every freaking order, no matter what I got. I don't think I ever got them. They're they, delicious. They, 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 they were actually surprisingly <laughs> really good. Um, number two, I'm trying to think. I don't, I, see, I don't do much seasonal stuff. Uh you guys gotta explore the, the the holiday pie from McDonald's. The holiday pie from McDonald's yeah, not bad. That salad. That, 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 that was salad. that was a, that was a, that was a pleasantly surprising surprise when I tried that one. And then number one is the the fiery Doritos Locos Taco when it pops up every once in a while that they just fiery. Came, I dude I used when they were on the menu all the time. I freaking everything came fiery Doritos Tacos. All right, Diesel, what do you got for your top three? All right, number three, we're going with the um, the Angry Whopper. Ooh, that was delicious. <laughs> it comes back every now and then. The first iteration was rough. Yeah, the first iteration, and then they nerfed it because they nerfed those hot onions. Oh, and dude. thankfully they did because they were one of the hottest things that was ever put on a sandwich. Oh, we had a guy at work get that, and we were like, you sure you really want to try that while oh. you're at work? He's like, I'll be fine. And you just watch him as he takes the first bite into it. Oh, yeah, I'm good. He goes in for that second bite, and you just see the beads of sweat start bubbling up on his head. And you're like, oh, you're in yeah. for a re- hurting for the rest of the day, aren't you? He's like... Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. They, they they bit back. Number two, we're going back to another place that was near and dear to Rich's heart. We're going with the Double XL Chalupa. Oh, I forgot. Wait, that was very good. Especially when the Baja sauce was still around. I love me the Baja sauce. We need to bring the Baja sauce back. And then number one, I've only had it two, maybe three times. I was going to say the Taco Bell wings, but they've only came out once, so I don't know if they're going to come back. They but my, my Arby's go-to... And you can only get it once when it's out because you will have a heart attack. The pork belly sandwich. Yes. Delicious. But you feel your arteries clogging <laughs> as you're eating it. Never had that one. I will say this. When they had their burgers, mm-hmm. they were very good. The, never, way, never the Wagyu yeah, I never burgers, they were very good. I never made it for them. Yeah, I, I, I did have those. Those were very good. Arby's is a good place for selections if when they have things on special. Well, this, most of the stuff they have, they have year-round. But they rotate their two for six a little too much because, dude, I will go for some spicy gyros any day of the week. But they're only on there like for like three weeks at a time. Yeah. 
I, you know what? I'm surprisingly enough, I like that chicken ranch and cheddar that they have on there. Oh, that, that is, is delicious. Solid. That is delicious. But I hate it when they pair it with the ro- regular roast beef because I'm like, maybe I want something else. Yeah, right now it's the regular roast beef, mac and cheese, or the cheddar chicken sandwich. Yeah, I know. It's just yeah. like, fuck. I don't, and the mac and cheese is decent, but they only give you a tiny fucking yeah. serving. So it's not worth it. Not worth it. Arby's, do better. <laughs> with that being said. We need to give you a gavel. <laughs> with that being said, that's going to do it for the first half of this show. We are going to take a break. We're going to regroup. And when we come back, we're going to have a new look because we have a new intro theme to the second half of the show. You're, it's going to be real familiar to some of you at home. Some of you, it might be brand new, but it's going to be real familiar to some of you. But... When we come back in the second half of the show, it will be time for the 3FN Movie Review. This week, we dug into the Patreon grab bag, and we pulled out Grandma's Boy. So we'll be doing that right after this break. Hey, this is Bill Tash from Obscure Form. You can follow me on Facebook at Obscure Form. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, Bill Tash. Check me out on Spotify or help me out on Bandcamp at Obscure Form. You are listening to the 3FN Podcast. That's right. How excited are you to hear this? Uh, my 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 bootleg ripoff. How excited are you? Does this take you back, Diesel? Definitely a throwback. How about you, Ron? Oh yes. Oh, back when you could get a big old soda of Surge. Yeah. This is back when, uh, for those of us who didn't have a lot of money, we used to go to the theater and take uh, go to the by the restroom and take cups out of the garbage can and rinse them out and go get them refilled. Of course, they give you a new lead and straw, so all you had to do was rinse the cup out. Yep. Oh, brilliant. By the way, that's a good little scam. It's not, it doesn't work so well now because you have to have a large. But yeah. back back then, it was pretty much any size got you a refill, so you would just go and find one out of the garbage. And Yeah, yeah, it's ghetto, but fuck that. You know what? I was I grew up poor, damn it. Don't judge me. I would do it if I could find a garbage can. Don't oh. judge me. Well, no, what you do is just get the large one time, take it home with you, yeah. rinse it out, clean it out, and the next time you go in, I need a refill. Nah, I wish I would have thought about that, but instead, it, that worked well as well. Because <laughs> think about it, after you rinse it out, it's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's not like you're using the same straw and lid. They give it's, you a new straw and lid. It's freaking soda. It's killing you anyways. Exactly. <laughs> pretty much. Well, I, I'm still alive. That happened years and years yeah, and years I'm, ago. I'm with you. 
Damn you. Damn you for being poor. Anyways, with that being said, it is now time for the 3FN Movie Club Review. And this week, we dipped into the Patreon mail sack. And we drew out one of the names in there because we weren't watching a new movie this week. So instead, we are going back in time. Just like Back to the Future. And this week, our good friend Josh S. on Patreon, a patron on Patreon, selected grandma's boy and that is what we will be reviewing today by the way if you would like to be like josh s and have a chance to and well and not even have a chance pick movies that we'll eventually review because we'll draw them at random you can do that at patreon.com slash 3fn podcast for as little as one dollar a month see what i did there diesel see what i fucking did shameless that is shameless it is absolutely shilling for that dollar shill baby shill but it is now time to talk about grandma's boy of course do, we're going to set it up the same way. I understand this movie came out 16 years ago. Oh, my God. However, however, we're going to set it up the same way. We are going to go through. We're going to tell you the uh, one of my new favorite parts, and Ron's as well. We talked about it on Patreon during We Love Movies this past week, is the new reading the synopsis from Google, because sometimes it's god-awful. So we, we, we love doing that. But we're going to do that. We're going to give you all the, you know, who directed it, who wrote it, who was starring in it, the budget, all that happy stuff. We're going to give you a recommendation, thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in, uh, in the middle, whichever it was for this movie. And then we're going to hit the spoiler alert just because I like hearing it. And then we're going to do other review. Just in case somebody doesn't want a comedy from 16 years ago spoiled. Hey, listen, let's just keep, you know what it really is? I have OCD and it keeps everything uniformed. <laughs> We did the spoiler alert for Down Periscope, so we can do it for Grandma's Boy without having to justify it. But once again, <laughs> let's be honest. The justification literally is my OCD will not allow me to make this fly on the change. I'm like, fuck this. We're doing it in the same order. Just like we, and then after that, we'll play the game and everything else that we do. So there you go. So uh, let's read that synopsis first. You ready? Yes. When he is hit, by the way, when you start off when he and his roommate, instead of <laughs> announcing the things like in a professional thing. We're already starting off on a bad <laughs> pronouns, pal, guys. Pronouns. But when he and his roommate can't pay the rent, video game creator Alex, Alan Covert, finds himself homeless and moves in with Lily, Doris Roberts. His wacky grandmother and his wacky grandmother. They didn't put an and there. Look, it's not just me. Lily and her elderly pals like to hang out in front of the television all day, but their constant presence puts a damper on Alex's social life and pot smoking. Alex wants to court co-worker Samantha, Linda... Caldini, but he's preoccupied by a rivalry with another game designer, so the would-be relationship is in limbo. Do you think that was a good one? No. 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 There was no rivalry. JP is the creator of the game that the guy's working for, so it's not a rival. They're, they're not equals. And the only reason they're stuck in front of the TV is because he got him free cable. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But the, Well, we'll talk about more of that, but you know what the, the really part about that is? It was also written poorly. So when you start hearing me pause, that's because I'm like, there is no and... There's no uh in here. Like, there's there's certain words missing. They were probably high when they were writing it. Nah, whoever did it. All right, let's talk about it. It was released originally on January 6th of 2006 as a 94-minute runtime. It's distributed by 20th Century Fox in the United States and Summit Entertainment internationally. The production companies on board were Level 1 Entertainment and Happy Madison Productions. Of course, if you're not familiar, that is the production company of the great Adam Sandler. Uh, this movie was produced by Alan Covert, written by Barry Warnick, Alan Covert, and Nick Swartzen, and directed by Nicholas Goosen. Cinematography was done by Mark Irwin, edited by Tom Castain, and produced by Wadi Wachtel. Before we talk about the actors, uh, the budget of this movie was $5 million. Would you gentlemen like to guess the box office? I don't think it had a huge box office release. I'll go with $13 million. 
No. I'll say 16 just because. $6.6 million. Yeah. Six. This one kind of flew under the radar. Oh, yeah. I didn't didn't see it. Million. That's probably got to be one of the lowest grossing Happy Madison movies of all time. Yeah. Considering the fact that just him slapping his name on shit usually makes money. Yeah, but this, like, he wasn't even in this one. Right, but he still produced it. So the name value is still there. Listen, National Lampoons lived for years off of uh, Animal House. True, <laughs> and then later on the lampoon or the the Christmas vacation yeah. and Vegas vacation European vacation movies and, and other and then they put yeah then they put out Van Wilder and there's but there's a ton of other National Lampoons movies in there that were really shitty and because of all those great ones people actually watch them I've watched every one of them so let's talk about the cast and by the way you're gonna you're gonna know most of this cast because. It's an Adam Sandler produced movie. These are regulars in the Adam Sandler universe. So uh, Alan Covert plays Alex. Uh, Peter Dante, who is one of my most undersung characters of all time in every movie. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, he is great. By the way, his character is Dante. It's just fucking hilarious that they just named his character after his last name. Uh, Linda Candolini plays Samantha. Nick Swartzen plays Jeff. Uh, Joel David Moore plays uh, JP, and I know it's Joel, but I like to say Joel. Uh, Doris Roberts plays Grandma Lily, which everybody loves Doris Roberts. Uh, I think most people remember her most from Everybody Loves Raymond. Yeah. Jonah Hill plays Barry Shirley Jones. Yeah, that's Shirley Jones plays Grace. Kevin Nealon, Mr. Uh, Cheesy. Uh, Rob Schneider, of course. <laughs> if it's Adam Sandler, you know Rob Schneider's going to be there. Yuri. David Spade plays Shiloh. Shirley Knight plays B. And so many more. Now, mind you, I love Shirley Knight as well. Yeah. Shirley Knight is one of, like, she's definitely an underrated uh, actress, especially when you go back to, like, her first films were back in the 60s. Yeah. Sweet Bird of Youth in 1962, by the way. But uh, I loved her in As Good As It Gets. Yes. Because she, she she's the one that gives all the attitude to Jack Nicholson. Yep. And that is just a great scene because, let's be honest, Jack Nicholson needs all the mountain of hurt you can get. So with that being said, those were your actors for the movie. All right. It comes to the spoiler-free on a 16-year-old movie. Thumbs up, thumbs in the middle, or thumbs down recommendation. We'll start with you, Ron. What's your recommendation of why? This is, like he said, everybody knows I'm a sucker for a good comedy. This is definitely one of those good comedies. I didn't make it to theaters to see it, but when it came out on DVD, I watched it and went, damn it, I missed something. So it's a, Definitely, if you haven't seen it, go and watch it. So you're giving it a thumbs up. Thumbs up. Diesel. We are kind of, if you asked me three years ago, thumbs up all day. I'm in the middle now. I'm Thumb is even on the middle. Watch it, don't watch it. You're not going to miss out if you don't see it. You'll have a few laughs if you do watch it. I'm going to preface this. If you are, if you, if you partake in THC, this is a thumbs up. <laughs> if you do not partake in THC, this is a thumbs in the middle. This is still a fun movie to watch. If you uh, have nothing else on and you want to watch a comedy, it is very fun. But the difference in being high and not being high, and by the way, THC, I just want to make that clear. Marijuana, the cannabis, <laughs> is the difference in whether this is a legendary film <laughs> or just funny and, and, and whimsical, if you will. Uh, so that's going to do it for the spoiler-free portion of the show. Hee-hee-tee-hee, because obviously it's not really spoiler season, but whatever. With that being said, before we do the actual, we are going to play the spoiler. So if you have not seen 2006's Grandma's Boy, and you want to see it before you hear what we have to say about it when we break it down, this is your time to stop the podcast and come back later. If you don't give a shit because it's 16 years old or you've already seen it, you're in for a treat because we are now entering the spoiler zone. 
All right, we are here to talk spoilers. Of course, as we break it down, the good and the bad before playing the game and giving our scores. So, Diesel, let's start with you this week. I usually start it off. We're kicking it off good. What did you like about uh, Grandma's Boy? And I'm going to say something that worked well for myself and Ron, and we're going to do them all in order. Not Me and him went back and forth, but I don't want to go back and forth. After you say your piece, I feel like we should just kind of comment on that. So leave a little open end, and then you can move on to your next good thing, okay? So what did you like as good for the movie? Uh, I think the highlight of the movie for me is actually Nick Swartzen. This was early on in his acting career, and I thought he brought a fun character to life in this movie. And he also helped write this movie. Well, absolutely. And I, I want to I add that uh, Nick Swartzen, my first like real introduction to him, of course, as most people, was uh, uh, The Wedding Singer. Yep. Because yep. Uh, he, of course, sings classically. In the band, and of course, then we would see him kind of reprise that role in uh, uh, what you may call it. Uh, why am I drawing a blank? Um, that one I'm not sure of. He did it again in uh, the, the fucking. Why am I uh, really? I'm drawing a blank. You're my boy, Blue. <laughs> oh, old school. Yeah, he was in old school. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, he did. Yeah. He he had to cameo as a wedding singer once yeah. again. Oh, that's right. He does the same character basically that he does in the yeah, other I movie. Yeah, forgot about that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. See, I don't know why I was drawing a blank, and I'm going to leave that fucking in because I'd rather <laughs> I'd rather admit that I'm a fucking moron. Oh, I forgot. About yeah, that. yeah. So uh, with that being said, yeah, I agree. Nick Swartzen fucking kills it. Yeah, no, no, no. Nick Swartz is amazing. Uh, most people might know him from Reno 911 with his cameos there. But yeah, he, he kills it in this movie. Yes, I love him in Reno 911. No, he's so great in Reno 911. Yes. Uh, Diesel, any more good stuff? Um, I do love Linda Carlini. I think she is an underused actress. Um, I loved her in Freaks and Geeks. I did never, never big in the Scooby-Doo franchise, but then again in the MCU as Hawkeye's wife. Um, I love her in everything she's in. I wish she was in more stuff. That's That's... I love seeing her in this movie. That was a great thing. Those are the only goods in this movie. Or you got anything else for it? Not really. Like <laughs> the movie doesn't. I don't think it holds up. All right. Well, we'll save that yeah. for a minute, Ron. I know that you like this a lot, a lot more than Diesel. Obviously, what, what, what do you want to add to the good section for Grandma's Boy? It, like, just the the concept is way out there, which is fine. But it's one of those things. Like the acting in this actually pays off. Like everybody brings their game to this movie. Like. If you like for a comedy, they're just like okay. They, they could have just easily just mailed in. They actually did do it all. No, I agree. Really, like it's a sol- it's a solid comedy. It's a, yes, it's sixteen years old, but it's a solid comedy. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. Comedies are usually kind of shitty. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, as long as they make you laugh, that's all that matters yeah. at the end of the day. Um, one of my good points of this movie is uh, I love the fact that Kevin Nash has a cameo. <laughs> I purposely didn't mention him earlier because <laughs> fuck yeah, anytime I get to see Kevin Nash on the screen, too sweet me, bro. <laughs> Uh, on top of that, uh, you know, I, I do enjoy, this is going to be something that I don't know if a lot of people know. I enjoy stoner humor. Uh, it's no secret that I do partake in the THC. It is also no secret that I partaked in the THC when I was younger. Uh, so I actually really enjoy stoner films. I'm a big fan of Cheech and Chong Up in Smoke. Big fan of uh, How High with Method Man and Red Man. Friday. Uh, and this movie falls in those lines. So once again, when I said in my recommendation that if you are partaking in the uh, marijuana smoke, if you will, this movie gets immensely better. With that being said, I watched this movie Silver <laughs> this last time because I wanted to give an honest review. And I'm just like, I'm going to agree with Ron in a lot of ways and piggyback off of you. And, and even Derek, the acting was fine. I enjoyed the humor of it. I enjoyed a lot of the pacing. Um, at times, it felt like they were trying to just be too edgy. Yeah. Uh, you know, of course, there's the infamous jerk off scene. 
I can't stop coming. Oh, thanks for coming on my mom. <laughs> There's the infamous jerk-off scene, which you take it or leave it, but hey, fuck it, I'll take it. When you're high, that's fucking hilarious. When you're sober, you're like... Uh, it's it's like going to see a comedian who's trying to be edgy, and I know me and Diesel have had this misfortune yeah. before. And you're just like you're not edgy; you're just trying to be edgy. And I think that the, there's a couple moments like that in this movie, but with it, it made me laugh. At the end of the day, that's all a comedy, so that's gonna get. Uh, that's the other good part. I'm gonna say it made me laugh. Whether I'm sober or high, it makes me laugh. So it did what it needed to do. Let's go over to the bad section, and I know Diesel is is, is waiting on bated breath for this because he already started to go into it. Diesel, what didn't you like about Grandma's Boy? So I just don't think it holds up over the years. Uh, like I said, three years ago, four years ago, five years ago, if you would have asked me, probably in my top ten comedies, I really enjoyed this movie. I did the rewatch last night, and I'm just like, the storyline's stupid, and there's no like home run jokes for me. Like five years ago, different stuff made me laugh. This year, I watched it and. It kind of fell flat and like it kind of drug on. Like I got home from work, got in bed, started watching it, and I'm just like, why can't this be over yet? <laughs> so there was no he can do it yeah. moment for you, huh? No. Um, yeah, it kind of just fell flat. I don't think in 2022 it's as good as it used to be. I, I'm gonna agree with this with you. I agree that there was no home run joke. There was no, like, and there wasn't, like, an arcing over home run joke, i.e., uh, and I'm going to use something that I know is near and dear to, to Ron's heart, and that's Van Wilder, like the Eclair joke. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's yeah. over the top. It's yeah. fucking hilarious. You're right. It takes a little bit to set up, and when it pays off, it fucking yeah. pays off. Yes. Because, like, them eating it with what they're saying is, it's all, it's so warm. Okay, right. I've had this before. I think I've had, had these before. before. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, when you, when, you, when you hear that scene, it just, like, it's a home run scene. Yeah. You know what I mean? And there's other, like, uh... And even not as funny comedies like yeah. uh, the what you would call it, Employee of the Month movie mm-hmm. with Dane Cook. I know yeah. I'm going to another Dane Cook film here, uh, but with uh, with with the Employee of the Month, remember there's a part of that that all deals with uh, uh, Pedro and his because uh, he'll always be Pedro. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Uh, Pedro and his fucking his his car because he wants to have the same car as uh, what's the asshole of the film. Uh, I, yeah. I keep I forget, but still. Yeah, Dax, thank you. So he wants to have the same car, and it's like a fucking gremlin or yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's like a real shitty, or a Pinto or whatever. It's a real shitty car. But it, So like to that, to me, that, that running gag yeah. through the movie is a payoff. Yeah. And, and there really was none in this, and I agree with you there. Yeah, there wasn't. Uh, Ron, do you have anything you want to add to the negative side? The, it's, it, like you said, it, like the whole randomness of the monkey... Like him getting the elephant, the lion, and the lion, the the the, the actual chiefman. Yep. Like that, I get it, but like, Doctor Shakalu. Yeah, that's it. And but like, it's like, well, I think that was just there for the fill time. Like, it, yeah, it, it was the absurdity. It, yeah, and, it, and you know Dante just being like, "Oh, I'm going to train that monkey kung fu and gets a cry a master and gets gets his ass beat by the monkey." Like, yeah. all right, whatever. Well, I, I'm going to point it in, and this is where I go back to. It's a positive and a negative. It's a fucking stoner film. Yeah. So, like, whoever, when they wrote the movie, they were probably fucking high. Let's be honest. Well, and they went, you know it would be funny in this movie? A fucking monkey who well, does yeah. kung fu. An elephant. Like, all these animals. Like, just ran, the random shit. Like, in, in, like some movies, when we, just, when we say bad things about them, we're like, oh, they were throwing shit at the wall and see what yeah. stuck. That's not the case here. The case is this movie is what it is. It's a stoner film. So, basically, they I'm guaranteeing they were fucking high off their ass when they wrote it. And they went, you know it would be funny. Funny man, you, fucking animals, man. You know Dante showed up. He's like, oh, I'm not smoking this fake weed. And like for like the first two days, 
he smoked real weed and like he's like I almost killed, died because I'm like I couldn't I couldn't do it anymore because how much weed I had to smoke. Yeah. So I had to go back to the fake. So like yeah, there man. there are scenes in there that, that he's actually high as shit. And right, right. Like, and like I said, all these guys notably have are partaking the yeah. cannabis, which is fine. And, and once again, I'm not demonizing. I will never because I smoke the shit. But at the same point in juncture, that's why. That is a positive and a negative in this movie because when it's a stoner flick that's written for, for stoners, there's shit when you're sober that don't make sense. There's still funny parts, don't get me wrong, but like a lot of those things, it's just like, it's not throw shit at the wall. It's, hey, I'm high. High people are going to watch this, so what would be funny? Oh, yeah, let's just throw a monkey in there with fucking yeah, fit. Monkey, an elephant. Yeah, lion. let's just throw rather random fucking animals. It's like a zoo here. Fuck it, who yeah. cares? Yeah, like, and I'm not expecting all movies to have like a great plot, but even some dumb what's considered dumb comedies have some good plots. This is the end. It's a story about friendship, essentially. Um, waiting. Story about growing up. Yes. It's like, also a story about working in the restaurant <laughs> service business. You ever rest, worked in a restaurant service business? You fucking feel that in your soul. There's a fucking great movie. It's not a comedy. It's real fucking life, folks. And still it's waiting is life. not as good. No, no, no. See, I, I like waiting. Yeah. But here's the problem. That shit is real life. Oh, it is. Like, because first of all, any kitchen I've ever worked in, fucking hilarious to work in. So shit like that happened. I'm not. I've never seen anybody fuck with food. I'm gonna throw that out there. But at the same point in juncture, I will say that every fucking way place you work in a kitchen, jokes are going down, harassment's going down, sexual harassment's going down. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a hard it's a hard line in 2022. But in that movie, you know, there's jokes about making your balls look like something different. But overall, there's an actual storyline. Running propelling, gag. Yeah. Running gag. But it's propelling the... Like, that part's not propelling the story forward, but there's a story being propelled forward. This one is, uh, there's a guy who works. Right. right. That's yeah. it. Well, I'll yeah. agree with you. Waiting is, <laughs> waiting is a friendship movie and, and about growing up. Because that's the main character thing, is growing up and moving on yeah. and stopping, stop acting like a younger version of himself. Yeah. And meanwhile, through the movie, you, you have the running gags. We should have mentioned that for home run gags. That is a home run gag. The ball, the ball gag is the, a fucking great home run yeah. gag. Yeah. Especially when the payoff happens. So once again, it's a big, memorable yeah. payoff. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I agree with you guys. There, it's definitely not in two thousand. If you ask me, in two thousand six, when right around the time me and you first met, and we were still hitting four foot bongs, yeah. this is the greatest fucking movie ever made. <laughs> Sixteen years later. We both still, uh, you know, but we're not smoking four-foot bongs anymore. <laughs> and we decided to watch this movie sober, so it changed the game just a little bit. With that being said, that's an interesting uh, segue there because... Time to play the game. Time to play the game! <laughs> that's right, before we give our scores, you know we like to play a game while giving the scores around the internet. It's time to play the game. Speaking of the game, it is simple. It is Price is Right rules. It is closest without going over gets the point. Unless we need the tiebreaker, and in the case of the tiebreaker, because we don't do fucking ties here, we're not the NFL. What? Which they're change, trying to change that too, so give them credit there. They better. But with that being said, uh, it's closest to the number. And, of course, if somebody can get all of them right, we get a rare, flawless victory. That doesn't always happen. And I'm not talking about just the two that you need to win. I'm talking about all of them right. It has happened, but only a couple times in the history of the game. I doubt it's going to happen here. And, uh, Ron, you actually won the belt back last what? time. You actually won it back. You're the champion. You are the champion. Can you defend today? We will find out. Because only if I the, cheated. Because you're the challenger, Diesel. You get to go first. 
IMDb out of 10, what did they give Grandma's Boy? 4.8. Ronald. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> How much leeway do I want to give you? I'm going to give it a 6. It's a, it's a 6. Okay. It's a 6. 4.8, 6, and... Ron gets the points. 6.9 out of 10. Oh, wow. That's, I didn't think you were that Ron, you get to go next. Ron Tomatoes. Out of 100%. And for the win, what did they give Grandma's Boy? Rotten Tomatoes, uh, 62. Diesel. Oh, we're going to go with Lucky 48. Should have went lower. Should have just went with 62, one. 42, 48. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 15% on Rotten Tomatoes. 15%. Yeah, the IEMDB threw me off. I told you you should have won one. You should have gone one. Oh. All right, so that means there's only one left, and that is Google users. It was going to be worth two points just to make this fun. So, Diesel, you get to get the first crack at it. Out of 100%, what did Google users give Grandma's Boy? 82. Fuck you. Ronald. 83. Wow. Way to play it. That is a good way to play it. So if it's lower than 82, Diesel gets the win. If it's higher than 83, you get the win. Are you ready? Every time I go lower, I always lose. Your winner. And still champion Ron, because it got 93% on Google users. <laughs> they were all stoned. It proves that they're stoners on Google. <laughs> wow. 15% on Rotten Tomatoes, 93% if you on went, Google. If you went 89, I would have freaking wouldn't have gone that high. It is Ooh. fucking crazy. It is crazy, my, my That Rotten my Tomatoes dudes. one threw me off. Yeah. Rotten Tomatoes always throws people off. All right. It is now time for our scores. Of course, we're going to give you the nerd score. I will give you my critical score at the end. Uh, the nerd score is simple. It is a it is it is a combination of the critic score for us, an entertainment score, and a recommendation. So the scores here don't necessarily reflect. It could be a terrible movie, but if we had a lot of fun watching it, we might rate it a little higher. Uh, it could be a tremendously good movie, but if it, we didn't have fun watching it, it could get rated a little lower. You never know because it's all those mixed into one. The scale goes as follows. One is no. That means you should never watch this movie. It's trash. It's horrible. It's terrible. Two means you've been warned. That means it's not quite trash and terrible, but it ain't good. So you also shouldn't waste your time and you've been warned. Three is, ah, it's good. That means it's an average movie to a good movie. So you can watch it, but I wouldn't spend money on buying it. Wouldn't spend money on renting it. And I wouldn't spend money if it's in the theaters. Uh, you know, watch it when it's on a streaming service. It's not a waste of your time, but it's also not going to change your life. A four is just take my money. That means this is a very good to great film. And it's it's one of those movies that you can feel free to go to the movie theater to see. Feel free to buy it. Feel free to rent it. It's worth spending money on. It is a movie that you're going to want to see, even if you have to drop that moolah. And last but certainly not least is the five on the scale. And that is Certified Nerd. This is for the classics. This is for the insanely good movies. This is for the Jaws of the world. And I keep saying Jaws because it is the first summer blockbuster. And it is a classic movie. Also, unanimously, the gentlemen at this table have decided that The Batman was a Certified Nerd movie. Also, Spider-Man No Way Home. And I think those were the only two this year that we gave a full three of us agree on. There was a couple that one of us said was certified nerd or two of us, but the only two unanimous this year so far, I think, if I'm not mistaken. So with that being said, Ronald, what is your nerd score for Grandma's Boy? It's, I'm just putting it in the middle. I'm putting it at three. Um, if you haven't seen it, don't worry about it. If you, you know, I say see it, you know, one night you want to watch a comedy, 
got nothing else going on. Put it in. Uh, it's it's not no Citizen Kane. It's not worth a four, even with the bonus caveat of enjoying it. It's, it'll never be a five, and I just think it's better than a two. All so. right. Diesel. Yeah, I was, I was harsh at my spoiler-free one and during my review, but I, I'm a throne. It's a solid three. It's I can't go as low as a two. It's, it's fun. You'll get some laughs out of it, but you're not going to get anything more than that. Yeah. You know, we're going to clean sweep it because I'm also giving it a three. Ah, it's good. And here's the thing. It is the definition of an average comedy. You're going to get some laughs out. It's a fun movie. It's not a waste of time. If you throw it on in the background, you're going to chuckle. You're going to laugh. You're going to enjoy yourself. It's just the definition of a comedy. Not a great comedy. Not a good comedy per se, but also not a bad comedy. So it's like it's in there. I just think it's 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 there and it's worth watch. If you've never seen it, it's not like you need to go out and buy it or rent it. Check it out on a free site if it comes up or if it's on TV, for Christ's sakes. Check it out, especially nowadays, since they let you swear on most television programmings. With that being said, my critical score of this movie reflects that exactly, because I give this a 5 out of 10. This is the definition of right down the movie, right down the line average film. And in the comedy realm, that means it's funny, it's going to make you laugh, it did its job. But at the same time, it's not one of those movies you're like, oh my god. It's not this is the end, where you're like, this is a fucking tremendous comedy. Uh, you know, it's but with the same token, it's not a terrible comedy either. It doesn't make you feel depressed about yourself at the end either. Not like Click, you fucks. It's not like <laughs> watching Wild Hogs. Oh, I oh, hey, hey. Uh, thankfully, I dodged that bullet, and I hope to continue to dodge that bullet. You ever watch Wild Hogs? No. Oh. And patrons, if you write it in, I'm still not fucking watching it. I, I'll, I I'll catch a review online and fake it. <laughs> I only watched it once. It was a, it was. I was great. told how bad it was. You know, yeah. else I've never watched, and I'm just gonna throw it out there. I know this is kind of kryptonite to this, but uh, I've never seen Joe Dirt too. The reason why is oh, I've yeah. heard it was terrible, and I don't want it to ruin uh, my memory of Joe Dirt. <laughs> Because uh, Joe Dirt, once again, not great, but it's good. I would say it's a little better than Grandma's Boy. Someday we might have to review it, so I'm not going to go any further. But I will say that that's a little slightly better film. With that being said, that takes us to the end of this week's 3FN Movie Club. Next week on 3FN Movie Club, we will be reviewing Bullet Train starring Brad Pitt, which hits the theaters this upcoming week. Uh, I would like to also make a, a, a note. Next week also, if you're not a patron, you'll get a second bonus one as well as we are reviewing straight to Hulu, and I wish it was on a big screen because of how great it looks. I'm hoping it's going to be as good as people say it is. Pray, the new Predator movie. And then if you are on Patreon, patreon.com slash 3FN podcast, we are doing a Patreon exclusive review of bodies, bodies, bodies. So we are reviewing the shit out of stuff this week. And we're excited to do so. The one that's the wild card for me, because I know I'm not like a lot of people. A24 doesn't always do it for me. Yeah. So that one's going to be the one that I'm really kind of like, uh, is that going to be good or bad? I can't support anything Pete Davidson is in. <laughs> so it's instantly getting points off for you. Instantly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, A24, I know there's a lot of people that sing their praises and they think they can't do any wrong. Honestly... With the exception of probably Hereditary, because I thought because when it because that's the one that first came out and caught my eye, I don't think any of them have been that great. I was not a Midsummer guy. Like I, I've always yeah, joked right. and said, I I you know I liked it better when it was called The Wicker Man. And I'm not talking about the Nick Cage version. I'm talking about the original. And uh, man, X. Now I will say this: I, a buddy of mine at work did point out that when uh, the new because they just did put it out when the yeah. uh, when the new movie comes Pearl. out, Pearl. If that is actually good and it ties in to answer the questions for X, then X will get a, probably a slight bump in the score. But right. there, there's a, think about it. The prequel is now weighing on whether I change my score for X or not. With that being said, though, keep that in mind, those three movies. Check them out. And next week on the show, officially, though, it will be Bullet Train. Looks like a lot of fun. 
once again, it's either going to be a train wreck or it's going to be a success. Either way, it's a win-win for us. That brings us to a portion where we need to pay them bills, Diesel. It's time for me and you to do some shameless plugs. And I know we changed some things lately, but you've nailed it every week. No pressure. Oh. I did it on purpose. Ladies and gentlemen, if you hear my voice, that means you know how to find us. But do your friends know how to find us? Do their friends know how to find us? It's simple. Type 3FN Podcast into any podcast provider. And booyah, Kasha, there we are. While you're there, you might as well smash the subscribe or like button, depending upon the pod chaser. And that way you get our show delivered to you automatically every week. Also, might I implore you while you're there to hit us up with a five-star rating as it does really help us out to spread the word of nerd when you do that. So it's free for you, but means the world to us. Also, get on that Facebook. Type in that search bar. doesn't matter where you type in. 3 Fat Nerds Pod, 3FN Pod, The Zuck Knows. You're going to find our page. You're going to like our page. You're going to comment, rate, review. Help us spread the word of nerd. We are 3FN Podcast, at 3FN Podcast, sorry, on Twitter and TikTok, at 3FN Pod on Instagram. Remember, use that hashtag 3FN Pod whenever talking about us on any of the social medias. I think this is here where I'm going to mess up. Did we get 3FN Pod at gmail.com? It's still 3FatNerdsPod okay. at gmail.com. 3FatNerdsPod at gmail.com. If you think that we are totally wrong in our reviews of Grandma's Boy, well, you're wrong, but email us. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, of course, this is a double shot. Make sure you're following us over on Twitch, twitch.tv slash 607podcast. We might not be doing the wrestling show over there right now for the near future, but we are going to be doing a movie night at some point in Juncture in the future. Also, uh, we we did a live after show for uh, SummerSlam, and I know we're planning on doing one for uh, All Out as well. And maybe even uh, Clash at the Castle, the, the next big WWE one, which is the same weekend, ironically enough. Uh, also, uh, Patreon. I mentioned a bunch of times during the show, but patreon.com slash 3FN podcast really does help us out, supports everything we do here. It is $1. There's two tiers, $1 and $3. Help, help, a bro- help some brothers out. Help some nerds out. Uh, and it helps pay for what we do around here, keeping it commercial free, keeping it simple. And uh, you get to put in movie picks. You get to ha- enter into win uh, a monthly drawing, all sorts of great stuff over there. And there's a ton of bonus content, including getting the 3FN podcast early and you get extra bonus shit. And on top of that, you get the two exclusive for shows, the two-time-a-month show that is known as 3FN After Dark, me and Diesel breaking down the world and having a lot of fun. It's a big comedy uh, skit. If you like a lot of our dark humor and shit, you get all of that with none of the entertainment news it's just us shooting the shit it's funny stuff and of course the movie uh, we love movies myself and ron and sometimes joined by diesel sometimes joined by other people we break down movies from our past now selected by our patrons and sometimes uh, we're going to add in some of the ones that we want to talk about as well uh we break them down are they do we still love them do we hate them giving you that once a month we give you that extra review as well on top of other things including this month there's a whole nother extra review so far as well so make sure you check it out Patreon.com slash 3FN podcast. All right. Let's see if we can do it. HTTP colon backslash backslash 3FN P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot com. That's right. 3FN podcast dot com for all your information about 3FN podcast shit. There you go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. I get so used to, you know, the, the hard part about this rebrand, I got to throw this out <laughs> to you guys and uh, being honest, is that We've gotten so used to plugging for four fucking years. Like the intro, I still haven't landed the intro I want. I, eventually, what I want to do is 
actually say the name of the movie we're fucking reviewing in the intro. And I got to figure out how I want to do that because I it needs to be repetitious so I can do it every week. And the same thing at the end. Uh, sometimes you hear us struggling, but that's fine. We like to keep that in because then you can laugh at us being morons. But at the same time, we did something for four years and then decided, hey, you know what? We'll rebrand slightly. It's still the same content. We don't shy away from it's the Three Fat Nerds podcast. It just makes it easier because we always just call it fucking 3FN. When I get home tonight, I got a bullet train coming out my ass. hi <laughs> uh, But with that being said, 3FNpodcast.com, all the information is there. The link is there for the Patreon, the Twitch channel. There's a link there for our T Public store. We're going to have new merch coming up soon because we have a new logo coming and everything else. And uh, so there's some exciting stuff going on there. You can support us there. That does give us a small kickback. But we really just appreciate you buying swag and stuff and, and repping the brand. Also, on top of that, uh, there's friends of the show, like the ODPH podcast. There is, uh, of course, our band directory where you get great bands like shout out the robots who does the theme music here also floodlands tom joe lou the foss fiends from melbourne australia the jasons from uh uh west virginia west virginia is the jasons melbourne australia is the foss fiends thank you and then of course last but certainly not least (laughs) our good friend second suitor who got suitor slam coming up at the 607 later uh, in the middle of this month at the x in johnson city uh, on top of that, uh, make sure you check out all those bands on Bandcamp, YouTube Music, and Spotify. And last but certainly not least, we have sponsors of the show. Kicking it off with our first sponsor, the people who provide us with the 8122 Production Studios, and also help us not have commercials inside of this show, our good friends at Jagged Master Games, located at 1235 Upper Front Street in Binghamton, New York. For all your Magic the Gathering and gaming needs, visit them on the World Wide Web, dragonmastergames.com. Also, if you're in the 607 or passing through the 607 and you want to find out what's happening at the store, make sure you follow them on Facebook, Dragon Master Games. And thank you to Rex to Rod's Auto Detailing, located at 2004 North Street in Endicott, New York. To call for an appointment, call 607-644-3389. When you're ready to put the pride back in your ride, don't forget to tell them the three fat nerds. Lastly, it's almost upon us, folks. August 26th and 27th, Vernon, New York, at the Vernon Downs Casino, our good friend Sci-Fi Horror Fest. They're bringing uh, some vendors. They've got a whole bunch of great shit going on, including Richard Mouser, which I know Diesel's excited to ask him about his favorite movie, My Girl. Also, uh, we have C.J. Graham, the Jason from Friday the 13th Part 6, amongst other movies, and of course, our good friend David Howard Thornton, who plays Art the Clown in Terrifier, and we hope to get another hug for Diesel in full makeup regalia. With that being said, for all ticket information and to find out how you can be a part of Sci-Fi Horror Fest, go to scifihorrorfest.com. With that being said, Ronald? One out of ten stars. What a terrible movie. Granted, I did, I did see this on video. Maybe it would have been slightly more entertaining in the theater, but it was honestly horrible. I don't see why so many people love this movie. And no, I haven't read the books, and as I've said to many others, no, reading them won't change my mind about this movie. In short, I want my three hours of life back. One out of ten stars. Lord of the Rings just sucks, people. Yeah, I love that guy's point, actually. The movie sucked. Well, you gotta read the books. The movie sucked. I'm not wasting even more time to read it. I was already miserable during the first three hours. I'm not gonna spend eight hours reading the book. Fuck you. I, I, I You know what? I, I want to say this. I hate that argument. Not just for Lord of the Rings, but any movie. Yeah. Oh, man, the book was better. Okay, cool. Well, here's the problem. I watched the movie. <laughs> if I wanted to read the fucking book, I would have read the fucking book. Yeah. And if you're all, oh, it's better. That doesn't get me to want to read the book because now I know how it ends. We should have yeah. all read the crawl, where the crawl dad sings so we didn't have to see the movie. <laughs> I'm just saying, I can read a sexy literatica script. And I might come. But if I watch 
an acted out movie that has a worse plot, I'm going to come. <laughs> <laughs> Might versus going to. Well, that being said, ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to the end of the show this week. Of course, thank you for tuning in to our movie review and nerd news show. Hopefully we brought you the funny. Hopefully we brought you the entertainment, but we definitely brought you our takes and our opinions as we do each and every week. We will be back next week where we review Bullet Train on the show proper. Also, we will give you whatever nerd news goes down between then and now and then, huh? instead of backwards, <laughs> now and later, huh? Ooh. Ooh. By the way, do you guys like now and later's or no? No. Where you stand on them? They're not as good as Laffy Taffy's, but I will still enjoy a down later here no, and there. No, not, not even bother. I prefer Starburst, but I, I'm with you, Diesel. Occasionally, now and later works yeah, in. Not right. worth it. With that being said, though, until next week, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and finally, later, nerds. Later. The book adaptation of Face Off was so much better. Lord of the Rings just sucks, people. I could eat a peach <laughs> for hours. <laughs>